Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for episode number 28 of my weekly audio diary or A-log as I also like to call it in which I share my observations about the world and this strange thing we call life which is um, which can be particularly difficult at the moment when we're experiencing so much ch change and much of the world that we once knew is simply um, vaporizing and disappearing in front of our eyes and for e even for those of us who have some sort of uh, some sort of awareness of what is actually happening it is it's quite a challenging time um, to be alive anyway thank you all for tuning in and um, I hope you are all doing well um, as always uh, I want to um, I want to start with my energy updates and it's just really how I've been experiencing life and energies um, during the last week since I last um, spoke to you all. Um, it's quite really it's quite strange really because what I'm um, what I'm going through is um, it's quite a tranquil state of being which is unusual for me and it's this sort of feeling that I have that there's more space between me and my thoughts and my constant sort of monkey mind that many of us obviously um, have to grapple with and by by the same token this has led me to feel uh, less anger, less frustration and uh, far fewer annoyances excuse me because often of course we have to deal with life and all the craziness we have to deal with the bureaucracy uh, whether it's healthcare, whether it's issues at work whether it's family members who uh, are still very much stuck in the old ways of doing things and um, that's all they can really perceive and there's you know it's not to be critical but that, that it does it does um, take quite a lot of um, energy really and quite a lot of effort to deal with people who 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 refuse to look at things in a different way so um, in that regard yeah I'm feeling as a saying it's not um, so it's not touching me as much it's not pulling pulling my pulling my strings um it's not um yeah it's not unsettling me um as much as it normal normally we're just dealing with life <laughs> day in day out of course and um what this is leading me to appreciate is just a greater appreciation of what is sounds quite philosophical doesn't it what do i mean by that a greater appreciation of what is just simply the beauty and grandeur and splendor of just being alive of just having this physical experience of being inside a physical body um just just an and as i was saying just a ah oh, just a slowing down and sort of linked to that what i've also been experiencing in terms of energies is a lot of um, spiritual teachers and um, spiritual, spiritually minded content creators, etc., etc. Um, we've all heard this idea about embracing death and what would life be like uh, without us here. And that's another idea um, that I've been trying to um, integrate. And it is very, it is very freeing because it helps to just cut that cord of attachment to our everyday 
day-to-day -day concerns. Not that they aren't important. Of course, it's important to pay the bills and turn up for meetings on time and on and, and all sorts of all commitments that we might have. But by the same token, um, if we can embrace this idea of death and what life would be like with our, us here and when we're freed of all of our um, the pressures that we have all our worries all, all our fears it is um it is quite a freeing it's quite a freeing feeling and um it's not it's not something that i i share in terms of um it's because i feel depressed or when i kind of feel myself embracing this idea of um death and what it would what the world would be like without me here or without my presence and um the fact that life just goes on it is um it's it's, it's, it's quite an expansive feeling it's um quite a nurturing feeling it's the opposite of what you would think and with this idea of what what would life be like without me here i remember when my dad died very suddenly of a brain aneurysm back in the spring of 2016 the weird thing for me was the next day um, you know, life all around me went on as normal. Obviously, for my close family, myself, it didn't, um, because we we're in the first stages of mourning. But you know, the post is still delivered. You still see the, um, you know, the, the same, the same um, kind of day-to-day -day, uh, activities going on, um, and you sit, you think to yourself, well why is this why is this happening I, i've been uh, you know i'm going through this trauma of of grief and the world and the world just carries on like nothing's happened and um i remember at the time thinking wow it's how how what a paradox and yet we're my close family and i were feeling this extreme grief as i was saying and yet no one else was even aware of it and this is the same for anyone that dies unless of course you happen to be someone very famous or a celebrity or a sports star or a movie star or someone that has a public profile of course for the rest of us it's just our friends and immediate family who who are aware of it and who have to deal with the with 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 the sort of um the pain and the trauma and it and again it it just brings me back to um, my awareness of just how um, how much time I know this is alluded to what I was talking about last time how much time I've um, wasted um, in recent years um, just looking at nonsense online engaging in you know arguments with people not just online in person and being so committed to certain sets of ideas and ideologies and belief systems even in the context of you know truth uh, um sort of alternative viewpoints and, and i realize now what a complete and utter utter waste of time that is a complete and utter complete and just complete waste of time i mean we are literally here and then we're gone we're gone in an instant and uh what what um what a ridiculous way of spending our time and and in the last few days in order to prepare for this episode like I do I went on to Facebook just just to see you know take the temperature of the uh 
social media temperature on Facebook. And again, I'm just exasperated by the kinds of things that people who claim to be um, who claim to be awake, the, the kinds of just noise, kind of noise that they're sharing online. It's just absolutely endless and more about this in a moment in terms of I'm going to talk about sort of echo chambers and things like that and um it's just it's just soul destroying and at the same time many of these people you know not only will they claim to be awake but they will say well I threw out my tv years ago I know all about the mind control and the different brain waves and the impact that adverts have on the subconscious and all of those kind of ideas well but but that is as maybe <laughs> but then many of these people still have um extreme ideas and they just get just get stuck in these um absolutely ridiculous echo chambers anyway more about that in a moment i just want to move on now in today's episode from my energy update which i hope was of um was of some um, use. I know because it can be quite disturbing as I've been experiencing as I was saying when you don't when you feel like you're not here it can be really you know I, I made sure that I got out in the forest locally here the new forest in the UK and got into nature and made sure I was in an area where the doggy walkers aren't and don't walk their dogs so I could just be alone because you can feel like you're going crazy um, when you feel like when you when you just feel so ungrounded and you just feel you're floating off into the ether and you don't feel like you're here anyway um what i want to talk about next into to, in today's episode sorry is um i want to reframe um how we typically look at negative or self-destructive behavior patterns and this is a part of what i've been doing in my own writings diarising part of me getting some books and material out there of my own life it's part of reframing the past and I spoke about this I can't remember a few weeks ago talking about how um, healing isn't just something that happens when right I'm going to heal now or we decide to seek a therapy or seek therapy either online or in person the healing actually happens from the moment our if it is trauma say it's childhood trauma from the moment we felt unloved, from the moment we felt un, un, uh, un, undervalued or or not appreciated or not heard. The healing, in, it sounds kind of paradoxical, but I believe it to be true. The healing actually even starts from the moment the trauma begins. So it isn't, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. And with that in mind, part of reframing my past and also how we can, because um, hopefully... Everything I share on this uh, Into the Void, my um, audio diary, is of, is of some use, I do hope, and I hope I do impart some pearls of wisdom along the way. But the reason why I'm sharing this is, is how we can, it is very easy to beat ourselves up when we do, when we do look at our past behaviours and we kind of, oof, we wince a bit when we know we've, when we've, when we've lost it and perhaps we've, shouted and hollered at a loved one or someone at work or you know maybe just a, a passerby in the street or whatever the situation might be and we've gone oh how do I atone for that that wasn't that wasn't um that wasn't the the most conscious example of behavior but what I have found is um for myself something that I've always seen was very negative 
and I, I viewed it in a, ve a negative light is that I do have quite a um, I do have quite an, an addictive intense type of personality now if you were to just look at that on the surface you think well obviously that leads to a lot of addictions to potentially a lot of pain and obviously can make life very very difficult but the flip side of that if we are looking at things in a more positive uh, way is that because I've um, always been and continue to be quite an intense have an intense personality an addicted type personality I should say what it does mean is that like when it comes to friendships relationships social settings I do get to the truth of a situation or a person or a situation that could be developing between people whatever it might be I don't really do sort of halfway house house uh, I don't do a halfway house I should say I don't sort of um kind of just sit on the edge I will always immerse myself and put myself right in the middle of a situation what I mean by that I don't mean that I will take the lead I don't mean that I'm because I'm, I'm naturally I'm quite a reserved quiet person by my nature um, I wouldn't put my all in but what I think if you are a sensitive intelligent person then you can probably relate to the fact that um, for intelligent sensitive types uh, ESPs um, we often can see the dynamic, the truth of a, di a family dynamic at quite a young age. We can, when we step into a new work situation, we can see the dynamic. You know, we can we can spot the narcissist, the sociopath, or heaven forfend they do exist in the workplace, of course, even psychopaths. And we can spot the passive aggressive behaviour that's coming our way. And I know I've always been able, um, I'm, I've always been able, I've always been able to to do that, but. The pot, to look at it in a positive way, I think that's what if you if you are a sincere seeker of truth, like I hope I am. I know I'm still um, kind of trying to overcome a lot of fears, like like all of us are at this time, and I'm being pushed and and cajoled in, into facing many of those fears again, as many of us are. It is helpful, uh, as I've been doing, to, to to look back and think, okay, so maybe I haven't. Maybe I have um, said things that weren't uh, appropriate or maybe I've said things that have that have upset people. But that's because um, I do value truth and I do value um, I do value um, sincerity wholeheartedly. And furthermore, it always has um, it always has pushed me. It's pushed me forward towards a greater understanding of self, because I think what happens if you're the type of person that doesn't settle for half truths and wants to know, you know, I want to, I want to know the whole truth. God damn it! Just tell me the whole truth of what's happening. It does take a certain um, type of personality to do that, and in some way, you know, if you have an addictive, intense personality and you won't, you won't let things go. That's where you can can see that aspect of, you know, personality trait in 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 a in a um, sort of um, in a positive way. And yeah, as I was saying, it has always pushed me forward and it does mean that it has been difficult in that I haven't found many t moments for pause. I'm always, you know, like the constant, um, constantly seeking the, the, the eternal seeker. That, that is like kind of like my moniker, the eternal seeker, constantly trying to seek a deeper meaning and, and purpose to life. And that in itself can can create a lot of a lot of internal pain and can create a lot of um 
a lot of internal suffering because it's a bit like you know a frog on a lily pad jumping to the next one and then the next one and then and then the next one and of course that could be part of um my astrological chart could be part of my gemini star sign as well and my my birth chart etc etc um but it is it is cathartic it is um comforting to to know that actually i can see what 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 i once formerly thought was a very kind of underdeveloped aspect of myself and a very um negative part of my personality now actually that's I can see it now through a different lens. It's actually positive because it has driven me forward, driven me forward in terms of new new experiences, new new physical places of being in the world, new concepts about um, about the world as well. And it's also it reminds me um, for seekers, for eternal seekers like many of us, I'm sure. Um, unlike a lot of people who who don't have that zeal or who don't have that drive to just perhaps to know the unknowable but to 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 just put to don't tolerate um a life half lived and don't tolerate a lot of the lies that as a society we're told and a lot of the lies therefore by extension that we're told culturally within the family within the education system and within the media we know all about that we're, we're all well versed with the techniques in terms of how that happens but it also it just means that's what drives us forward. So again, you know, what we could talk of in terms of propaganda, mind control, cultural programming, all of the above. Yes, in, in one in one way we can see that in a negative light, but the positive is those of us who have been able to look back and now and go, oh, I can see what was actually happening there. We've been able to move on from the mind control, from the propaganda, from the very prescriptive ideas around how we should and shouldn't be living we've we've had this fortitude and courage to to kind of like to to move forward and perhaps that's why just referring back to my energy update perhaps that's why now i'm beginning after all these years of seeking perhaps that's why at last i am i am beginning to um feel some some sense of calm and that it's okay to um to not constantly try and find out um, the truth of um, geopolitical events or the truth of ma what may be coming. It's enough just to tr know the truth of my own being um, inside myself. Anyway, um, I'm just going to move on now and mention something that I regularly return to, um, which is aspects of uh, which is, is my intention uh, to write a book on called The Truth of Trap, which is all the problems around the Black Pill movement, those who fall um, too um, far and too fast down many, many rabbit holes, which inevitably, in course, of course, sorry, means looking into so-called conspiracy theories, many of which we know have now come true. But the, but the sort of the transformative um, aspect of all of that is knowing as I've said before, knowing when to apply the brakes, knowing when to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that aside now. Now I'm going to go and cook my dinner or, oh, I'm off to work now or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and play a sports game with, with my buddy or, or whatever. You know, I'm going to go to the park with my girlfriend or my wife or my husband or my boyfriend, whatever your situation is, that ability to switch off. And I know, again, an aspect of having a kind of addictive um, 
personality in the past, um, I wasn't able to do that. So anyway, an example that I want to pick up today of an aspect of the true for trap or true for delusions, the whole black pill thing, is narrow-mindedness and dogmatic thinking. Now, something that I've noticed from just trawling generally the internet, a few people that I that I looked at for their view on uh, Rona the, during COVID, like, like many of you guys, I'm sure, um, you know, during the COVID, we we were we were looking for answers, and uh, so we were perhaps looking at new content creators for the for the first time. You know, we we wanted the reassurance that how we were feeling about all this craziness. You know, we we took some comfort in knowing that other people um, shared the same ideas, and we weren't just a, an impotent minority. Anyway, something of concern that I've noticed um, is how. Um, in relationship to um, immigration. Now, I just want to first of all uh, add a rider here, a conditional note. I'm well aware um, that there's a, an attempt by the globalists, um, and there has been for many dec decades now, what comes under the, the banner of weaponized migration into the, the West. I'm, I'm well aware of that. It's being used to destabilize de the cohesion of um, Western societies. And we can cite many examples of that wherever you are listening from in the world. I don't want to, I don't want to go into that now. So yes, I understand that immigration is an issue, and it and it has been weaponized for certain political, cultural, and social reasons, primarily to undermine the cohesion of Western societies. Right. So we put that to one side now. So what I'm seeing is there are certain types of truthers. I use that moniker. Certain types of truthers who are putting information out there that um, not not a small section, but many um, they tend to say Islamic or Muslim immigration. And there's one guy, a, a trucker, who who's putting this particular type of information out. But it is even in more mainstream kind of alternative news here in the UK, we have something called GB News. And this idea, they're putting out this idea that many of the immigrants coming in, primarily from Muslim countries, um, they're being brought in because um, they're going to uh, be part of or help to instigate, of course, um, aided and abetted by the authorities, a civil war and potentially an armed insurrection should um, things go a little bit south here in the UK, should the economy um, should the economy collapse and also by extension they're saying that many you know many of these Muslims coming in they they actually have weaponry and all this type of thing now again what, what I think this also speaks to is that quite often there is some truth in a stereotype so during the Rona of course we had you know us so-called anti-vaxxers so-called um, Covid deniers these ridiculous uh, um, things that were thrown our way, uh, accusations and ad hominem attacks, and that we were right-wing conspiracy theorists. Now, I have to say, there is, <laughs> within the whole truth of thing, there is an element, if we use the political spectrum, I know in the grand scheme of things, um, it is kind of phony. Yes, I, I appreciate that. But for the means of this particular conversation to say today, let's say the kind of left-right-wing paradigm does exist. So 
within these truther types who talk about uh, immigration, I do think there is like this sort of um, right wing thing going on, um, and they talk about our Western values being threatened and and the enemy within. Of course, again, as I was saying, what well, I'm well aware of these things. But what they don't say, what they they should add in in the the content they're sharing is, the migrants are the innocent ones in all of this. I mean, the people that we should be looking at, who are the people um, that are planning this? Um, so they don't have a a concept of of uh, a bigger picture. And again, this is I think this is the danger of certain truther types. Forgive me for using that collective term. But certain truther types, they run with a small part of the picture and then basically, you know, it can appear as if they're uh, inciting hatred of Muslims and, and Islam. And I'm sure that necess isn't necessarily, um, it isn't necessarily their intention. But uh, again, you know, during this time, as I said in my intro, it is a difficult time. And But one thing, I think one way in which we can empower ourselves is just, Let's not add to the divide. You, you know, yes, immigration is an issue, a very important issue. But please don't, you know, share content online, which does, uh, I, I think, is kind of borderline, um, you know, equating to racial hatred. We, we have to be, we have to be, um, we have to be very careful. And that doesn't, it doesn't help the situation at all. It really doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help... Um, you know, migrants coming, you know, as with any movement of people, you're going to get honest people, you're going to get dishonest people, you're going to get people that are playing the system, you're going to get people that were down on their luck in their in their own indigenous country, perhaps they were hated by their friends and family, whatever, for good reason, because they were just, you know, criminally minded, not good people, so they thought they'd come to a, another country to try their luck. So we got we got all of that going on. But again, it's that the real danger of when people think they're awake, they jump on the bandwagon, in this case being immigration, and then they hear so-called, you know, authority figures speaking um, on GB News. I won't name any uh, uh, any of their kind of correspondents or journalists or contributors on GB News, but they hear them speak in similar tone. And then you know that gives a, that gives them a reason to share more of their own content which just isn't it really just isn't helping the situation and it plays directly into the hands of those um controlling powers working through you know the davos the wef lot who recently met uh, at davos in switzerland and all these other um organizations quangos groups and and um whatever they might be uh, who who claim to have their hand on the tiller? Who claim to have um, their hand on on the mechanisms of power? By by having these extreme views around immigration, basically, you know, these types of people, the content creators, I'm just talking about, they're pushing um, dark agendas, really, really quite dark agendas. By all means, um, you know, we should have awareness. But if you start spreading this kind of fear that, you know, all immigrants from the Islamic world, you know, a lot of them are, are, are tooled up. They've got knives and they've got they've got guns. It's just not it's just not um, it isn't it isn't a very um, it isn't a very helpful perspective to be um, sharing at this time. And I do understand um, people's concerns. You know, I do understand that. But 
we have to remain grounded at this time. That really is the um, that is one of the main um, lessons we're trying we're trying to learn. And I know it isn't easy, and and everyone is um, you know we're all on our own unique journey. But still, it is a bit concerning when I see that. So I just want to move on in the last section of today's episode of Into the Void, and I just want to give another example in terms of the black pill phenomena and the truth of trap and this is another example of kind of dogmatic thinking but here again it's it's kind of like a reverse of what I was talking about in that it's still dogmatic but it's the other end of the spectrum so just let me explain here um so um I recently listened to um I think it was yes Neil Kramer recently um, who you know I've been listening to for many, many years, uh, an English guy, but he's been living in the States for a number of years now. Um, he was interviewed um, online, I think it was um, Mel Fabregas, I'm not sure um, the show now, to be honest, but it was um, it was a few weeks ago and he was talking about the whole um, Gaza-Israel situation and the actual content of the video was um, who are God's people and uh, Neil Kramer goes on to talk about that but initially what he was talking about was the media and the media's um, coverage of the, the latest situation in the Middle East and something that he picked up on um, that I've always forgotten because I have always strongly pushed the cause of the Palestinian people as many of us have who you know try to seek justice for minorities in this world genuine justice for minorities not the woke version I hasten to add but what Neil Kramer said, and is, um, I think it's really interesting, was it was it really gave me a pause for thought, a pause for reflection. He said, with everything that's going on in the Middle East, just think about the fact that right now, as you're listening to me, there are undoubtedly groups of people um, in many different parts of the world where the Western media are, have not turned uh, their focus upon, who... There are groups of people, sorry, who are suffering even more um, than the, the Palestinian people in the in the Gaza Strip, and to a lesser extent, of course, in in the in the West Bank. Now, that sounds like an almost heretical thing to say, but if you think about it, I mean, I think there's um, quite a lot of truth to that idea that there is probably um, killing and death and murder and slaughter of minorities going on that is worse. I mean, it does give you pause for thought, but I, I believe it's Neil Kramer was spot on with this. It's actually worse um, than what's going on in, in, in Gaza right now. And um, we're not hearing about it for whatever reason. Obviously, we're not hearing about it because, again, um, the uh, criminal actions, wherever they might be in the world, are probably being sponsored um, by Western powers and, and Western governments and it, and it doesn't fit the agenda at this time. Anyway, example kind of like of dogmatic thinking was, so on, on Facebook, um, someone was sharing, you know, lots of people share gory, gory images and of children being, having been slaughtered uh, in Gaza or people, you know, obviously there's a lot of commentary going online and um, I added something around the fact, have you given thought to the fact, you know, what I was just saying, that there may be more death and destruction with regards to minorities um, in other places um, in the world. And I said, I'm not downplaying the suffer, suffering of, of Gazans. I've always, um, you know, been very attuned to their cause, as I've 
spoken about extensively uh, in in the past uh, and I and I shared this idea you know have you have you given thought that the mainstream media aren't telling us of other horrific things I mean even you know not too far away in the Middle East um, in in Yemen and the capital Sana we've had lots of um, the minorities uh, Muslim groups there who've 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 been attacked by Saudi Arabia and many hundreds if not thousands have been killed but you don't hear about a lot about that in the mainstream media that's um that's just one example so you know it wasn't downplaying the suffering and it's interesting the guy who put the post he came back to me and he said it's kind of like a a passive aggressive you know the kind of thing you get online it's um it's the way it is but he came back and he said oh that is the sort of statement that the South African government um, said during the height of the apartheid during the 1980s, whereby they claimed that, well, um, there are other uh, African states or countries or, or republics where the, the, the regime is actually worse than the apartheid regime in, in South Africa. And that was, you know, how they were said to be sort of atoning for their for their awful regime and the treatment of black people during during apartheid, they were trying to play it down. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't downplaying, as I said, the suffering of the people in in, in Gaza at all. But this knee-jerk, passive-aggressive response that came back at me on this particular Facebook comment just reminded me again of how people who get lost in the truth trap, okay, in the black pill world, there are a lot of people who who lose themselves in very dogmatic ways of thinking and. Um, they lose the ability to think in um, in more nuanced, um, kind of expansive ways. Because that's all I was doing, was just posing what I'd heard, what I'd heard uh, on Neil Kramer's talk. Um, you know, it's because I'd never thought of it before. I thought, oh yeah, that's probably true, as I was saying. And I had a couple of people actually, but this one particular guy talking about South Africa, South Africa came, you know, came back at me and didn't even, you know, pause for thought. I thought, well, actually, I'm not sure that. I, I believe that necessarily is happening, but that's an interesting thought. And it's, again, it's another example of, um, you have to be very, very careful if you are someone uh, who is, you know, walking the path, who claims to have more awareness than your average person, hate that phrase, but someone who's not interested in all the uh, amazing things we, we like to, to, to delve into, um, about life, the meaning of life and the world, as I was saying at the beginning, we, we do have to be careful that we don't develop this sort of rigidity. We don't develop this arrogance and this um, narrow minded. So this, yeah, this was another example of uh, what can happen when we get lost. Um, I think it's just my perspective. I could be wrong, but um, in the truth of trap and sort of how we become deluded and, and perhaps even more, perhaps even our eyes, uh, sorry, our ideas can become even more fixated than we were than we were than when we were supposedly uh, asleep. So yeah, perhaps that's something that you you notice um, when you uh, when you're online if you happen to um, visit social media sites. Anyway, I think I will um, round things up in today's particular episode of Into the Void. Thank you so much for listening once again, and as always, I hope I have given you some pause or some. Um, some food um, for thought at this time and um, yeah I will be speaking to you all again um, in a week's time so thank you all for tuning in
Bye-bye for now.